Josh. And I'm like, how the hell a nigga supposed to breathe? If all they do is kill our five kids. Every other night a different murder scene. Every other night a different murder scene. Vision. Tryna see my son grow up and I can't choose different. Better not be about me killing it with two bitches. I feel like, how the hell a nigga supposed to breathe? If all they do is kill our five kids. I've been thinking like a trapper since the pacifier in the mix like jambalaya when I was 38. I 45, mortify you. More money I make, more stuff I buy. Truth died at the Chevron. Big rock beside him. Way I'm died trying to help his sister from domestic violence. Stayed by the airport. All I heard were planes and sirens. My DNA despised a coward. I'm black, rich, and educated, so I got the power. I think like a king, act like a king. When you was on the trampoline, I was on the triple bin. Promethazine with my pinky ring, yeah. Team blowing up like creatine, yeah. Queen swear, I'ma protect myself if you don't mean well. And I'm like, how the hell a nigga supposed to breathe? If all they do is kill our five kids. Every other night a different murder scene. Every other night a different murder scene. Tryna see my son grow up and I can't choose different. Every night we're about me killing it with two bitches. I feel like, how the hell a nigga supposed to breathe? If all they do is kill our five kids. I'm a king now. Niggas playing spot him, got him, had that 40 in my Levi's. And on the street side, Shorty's trying to get back We was raised from all them different rappers They just claim shit You ain't lose nobody from your block You just be naming shit Niggas get out of body like I won't shoot him I hate this famous shit And I'm from that block when your homie kill you That's that dangerous shit The way he dressing up the eye block He a stylist I hate talking to my dog on the tab Gave him my last 800 off a thousand That was my man's but he traded here coward Yes sir, yes sir, we back Episode 33 of the Augen Brothers Podcast. Man, 33 already? Bro, we pumping out all this content, <laughs> boy. But y'all, look, y'all ain't uh, following us and y'all new to us. Bro, we pumping out number content every single week. Yeah, bro, we, we have been working we, real hard. Bro, we got at least 100 episodes out there. Oh, that's we, we probably got about 150 episodes out oh, there. Oh, that works. That works. That works. Yeah, we putting out that content, man. But, you know, it's good to be back in the building one more time. You yes, know? sir. Yes, sir. We down one. Well, one in a... We went and a half. You know, one one comes when he want to come. The other yeah, one, yeah. you know, he always, you know, 15, JD. 30 minutes late, you know. J.D. do what J.D. do. Exactly. Yeah, he, as he called himself, the CEO flow. I don't know. He called CEO slow, <laughs> whatever. Because the joke is slow, 50, 30, 45 minutes late all the time. Hey, man, hey, it is what it is. We're going to start finding people, man. Put yes, sir. In a tip jar or something, dog. <laughs> For real. But, man, look, man, look. Today is Saturday. It's cold outside in the DMV. Uh, what you what you had going on today, D Spring? Hey man, you know I had to run some errands this morning. I had a basketball game. My little team took their first L today, but talk you know, about it, man. Talk about oh, it, man. We struggled. You know, coach made a couple of bad decisions. You know, and yeah, we just didn't come out ready to play today. We got another game tomorrow, so we'll be ready to go tomorrow. So it's all good. You the coach, right? Yeah. All right. So you blame yourself for the loss? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking a loss. I mean, we got back in the game, even though my team didn't play well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some adjustments that I could have made early on. Probably would have got us the victory because we only lost by three, even though we played bad. Yeah. You know, we lost 28 to 25. And, you know, we, a new day tomorrow. You know, we get to play a new team tomorrow. And like I told my guys, I'm like, hey, it happens. We didn't play well. But at the end of the day, you know, you get another day to play on tomorrow. So, and just keep it moving. So do you enjoy coaching your son, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you want to see your kid do the best that he can do, but then you also want to see the other kids as well. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's fun coaching your own, coaching your kid because once 
I'm finished with him. Somebody else is going to do it. But it's, it's, it's the, the thing of it is you get to get that father and son feel. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ask him, you know, how he's feeling after the game. You get to see, okay, what did dad do that you didn't like? Or right. just things like that. Just, it's just basically being there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you see other people coach their kids, and you be like, okay, why are they doing this? Why are they doing certain things like that? But at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, being with your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, win, lose, or draw – you know, at the end of the day, I just want to be there with him. Yeah, it's just like taking him to the barbershop. It's just like, it's just spending that time. Yeah. Would you uh, be one of those <clears throat> dads that would coach him like all the way through high school and all that kind of stuff? Nah, because I, I, at the end of the day, being being a father, sometimes, you, I mean, you don't know everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And other people see things in your kid that you might not see. Right. And, 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 and vice versa. So at the end of the day, I would like to coach him now. But as he get older, you know, my thing is I'm going to get him prepared. You know, if I got to spend the money to get them prepared or, you know, I'm going to do it necessary to give my kid all the opportunities that other kids are getting. Right, now, right. after that, you know, it's on him. Yeah. And, you know, if he ever come to me and say, Dad, I don't want to play no more or Dad, I don't want to deal with this. It's too much stressful. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all about the education. Yeah. It's all about him growing up to be a man that's, you know, provide for himself, be able to, you know, do things for himself and be making through society. As you know, sometimes, you know, when you coach – some dads that coach their kids, man, their relationship as they get older just just get deteriorated. Exactly, exactly. It's like, you know, you coach them hard because you know what it takes to get to the next level, whether it's basketball, football, boxing, whatever it is. You know, it's a it's that fine line to be able to cut off dad and I'm the coach. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're yelling at him, you're not yelling at him as because you're dad. You yell him at him because of your coach. Exactly. And some kids can't handle the separation. Exactly. It's like, damn, like, did you want to carry over to the house? Exactly. And it, it's hard, man. So shout out to all the dads that's, that's coaching their sons, coaching their daughters, um, even women coaching their daughters and, you know, their, their sons or whatever. So it's, it's a hard, hard job. It is. Because, like I said, especially when the parents are competitive. Exactly. You know, that play ball growing up. You know, now these kids got the luxury of always being in the gym. Exactly. When we grew up, bro, it's like you on the hardcore. You on the hardcore, <laughs> and, and, and I know a lot of these young young people don't remember this, but the old heads do. We had chains on chains. the goals. Oh yeah, we had chains on the goals. So when you you knew you made a jump shot, when I say ching, <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing, man. I think a lot of parents has to have to realize like. Every kid is not going to make it. Yeah. You know, every kid is not going to make it. And I think we put a lot of pressure on our kids knowing that, okay, son, we need you to get to this NFL so we can get out of the situation that we're in. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that's where a lot of kids get burnt out because parents put some more pressure on my my And my end goal for my son is, look, get an education and be able to take care of yourself. Like my mom told me and my sister. At the end of the day, if you can take care of yourself, then you're okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you can provide, if you get married – you know, you can provide for your family. If you don't get married, you can provide for yourself. Yeah. And once you get those those things, the ground beneath your feet with that, I think everything else will take care of itself. I just think a lot of times we we as parents overdo it. Yeah. No and, the kid, and the kids feel like, you know, they may not say it, but they feel, I, I just genuinely think that they feel like, man, if I don't do this, my parents ain't going to be able to live. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, you know. So that's added pressure. To get to the league. Exactly. And, you know, take care of your fans, friends, you know, family financially. But it's a lot of pressure, man. But, yeah, I couldn't do it, man. My pace is too <laughs> too, too, too short. Like, I'd have been cursed or snapped or something, bro. <laughs> and then these parents, like you said, 
These parents are so wild on the side. Yeah, they I've are. seen it firsthand. Where yeah. These parents were literally fighting in the Little League. Exactly. Yeah, like, it don't make sense. Like, bro, like, they're not going to the NBA, like, next year. Exactly. Like, this is what, how many miles is what, 10? 10. So it's like 10 in the under. What, 10, 11? No, nah, it's 10, straight up 10, fifth grade. Fifth grade. So it's well, like, I mean, someone probably turned 11 already, but yeah, it's 10th grade. I mean, like, bro, 10 they're years not, old, I mean. They're not grade, going to the old. NBA finals, <laughs> the NBA <laughs> Like tomorrow, exactly. But exactly, yeah, man. So shout out to D Springs, man, for coaching his son, man, stepping up, you know, yes, putting sir. in the time, and you know, making that sacrifice to coach him, man. But you know, we we got some some heavy topics today. Mm. Um, it's a lot going on in the NFL, man. That's that and, right. You know, this week Brian Flores dropped a bombshell lawsuit uh, against the NFL um, for you know basic you know the hiring process for Black African American you know coaches not getting a real fair shot. Um, he's suing the NFL. Um, he's also suing three teams, the Broncos, uh, the New York Giants, and also the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, you know, one, the lawsuit by Brian Flores, who's the former coach of the Miami Dolphins, if people don't know? Yeah, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, because the, thing the, the, the things that Brian Flores are talking about has been going on for ages. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's not like it just now happened. It's not like and, – and, and the problem that I have with people is – they want to downplay it. Well, oh, well, you know, you got um, black uh, OCs, DCs. You got people on the sideline. You have uh, position coaches that are black. Nah, nah, that, that ain't good enough. Mm-hmm. Because you can't tell me that every white coach in the NFL can coach. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and don't get me wrong. The owners can hire whoever they, who they want to hire. Yep. But at the same time, you mean to tell me that – we are so caught up in skin color. Skin color is the worst thing, bro. Yep. Skin color is the worst thing. Just because I got a different skin color than you, that don't mean I can't coach. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and the bad thing about it is, you know, with the allegations of the, the, the guy in, in Miami paid him to lose games. Yep. So if I'm a free agent, why would I go to Miami? Yeah, like he, what you offering him, like 100 100,000 a game. So why would I want to go to Miami? What am I going to Miami for? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, that's the things, That's those are the things where, you got to have different kind of ownership. Yeah, and even Hugh, Hugh Jackson, Grambling State University's uh, head coach, former Cincinnati Bengal head coach, I mean, Cleveland Brown head coach. He coached the Raiders too, didn't he? Coached the Raiders, yeah. OC at Cincinnati. He's been around the block a long time. And he's came out and supported Hugh, uh, Brian Flores and said a similar situation happened with Haslam up in the ownership the of Browns. the Browns. Yeah. Offered him to tank. <laughs> Yeah, offering money to tank, and it's bad. It's bad business. It, it, it's like it's like okay, you go to these football games and you go knowing or hoping that you're that it is a good product going on the field. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you want a good product on the field, but then when you have guys who are so like ownership who don't know anything, half of them probably don't know anything about football. Mm-hmm. It's a businessman, but you, you, but majority of them, we know how they got their money. You know what I'm saying? We know how they got their money. The same way they get their money now, off our backs. Yep. <laughs> I just fully believe that it needs to be a deep dive dug into the NFL. You know what I'm saying? We can talk about Roger Goodell. We can talk about what the NFL should do. But at the end of the day, the owners pay him. So it's really nothing he's going to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think it needs to be a deep dive dug into these situations. Because guess what? Blind Flores won, what, seven in a row? He started out what one and one and one six, and three one and six. He thought yeah, started out bad. Started out bad. and He won like seven in a row. 
Um, he lost to Tennessee, and then he finished out the season strong. Finished out strong. So he had two back-to-back winning seasons. Exactly. He only coached three seasons in Miami. Exactly. So my, my thing is, you know, people are so – don't <laughs> interview me. You know what I'm saying? you already, If you know you're not going to give me the job or I don't have a chance to get a job and, – and, and I read an article about the Rooney rule. The elder Rooney who died, he didn't mean for the rule to rule like this. Right. He didn't mean for it to go like this. But when you don't have people – in the NFL to see things the way you see it or understand the things of how or understand how things really are. Yeah. And, and it's a reality. Yeah. It's a reality that a lot of these uh, owners don't think black coaches can coach. Facts. And that's just the bottom line to it. If, we, if we're going to cut to the chase, that's what it, that's, that's what it boils down to. A lot of these owners who are white don't think that black coaches can coach. And, a, and another problem I got is we are the ones who go in and get rid of the, we get, we get rid of the rah-rah guys mm-hmm. We are the ones they want to, hey, we need you to make sure that this guy don't do this. We make sure that this guy don't do that. Okay, if I'm doing all this, you might want to give me the head coaching job. Yeah, because we don't want the guy that we hired to deal with the rah-rah guy. So guess what? It's his job. Yep. It is his job to deal with the rah-rah. It's his job to deal with the equipment managers. It's his, job to, deal with, it's his job to do everything. You know what I'm saying? And I think, and I think, that's, where, I think that's where these owners has gotten comfortable because they feel like, oh, we can hire this guy and this guy. They'll keep them in check so my guy won't have to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was truly shocked by the, the, the lawsuit. One, because, I mean, he has aspirations to continue to be a head coach because he put himself out there to be uh, available for all of the nine jobs that were out there. Right? Correct. So when – you know, him and he had that text exchange with Bill Belichick. I wonder if that was like the last straw, right? Because if he wouldn't have probably got that, I wonder if he would have gone through with this lawsuit because, one, the, the lawsuit could be career suicide, right? Like, he might not ever get a job within the NFL because of this lawsuit. Because it's like, how do you sue your job and still think you can work there? But you know what, though? Right? Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. <laughs> that's you're like right. me going to my job, yeah. I fall. Yeah. You know what, man? I'm going to sue the job and think I'm going to come back and still work there. I don't think it's going to work out that but way you, for but, him, bro. But you, but you know what's interesting, though? What's interesting to me is for Bill Belichick to send that note, mm-hmm. that, that text message. And this is why I say this. You know Brian Flores' number. Ray, just like I know your number. Man, see now, man. Bill Belichick like 70, man. Listen, at, at the end of the day, you know this guy number. This guy didn't work with you. you man, know, you know B's and F look alike. Hey, nah, like, bro, bro, say B, bro, B, Brian. Bro, bro, bro. At the end B, B, D, B, F, man. Look, Listen, you know, these and F sound like. I, I, I'm going to look at it from a different perspective. Okay. I'm going to look at it from, this, from a perspective of Bill, Pel- Bill Belichick knew that Brian Dable got the job, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what? Could it be that he sent that to Flores on purpose? I doubt it. I, 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 I mean, like I said, Flores. Because this is the thing. He was, he was with number. them boys for like eight, almost, eight, almost ten years. But, he, but And that's my thing. He knows Brian Flores' number. You yeah, I, just think was, me, I think it was just an honest you mistake, You can't man. tell me during the year that they haven't talked during the year and you just all of a sudden send him this, e- this text message. I get it. And say, hey, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you know my email. You know. Yeah, I, I just think, bro, it was an honest mistake, man. We'll dive in a little bit later. But, you know, back to Flores, you know, when you make this type of claim um, that you're getting bad interviews, just like a token interview. And for those who don't know the Rooney Rule, um, like I said, late still owner, uh, Rooney put in the NFL, put this in place uh, about seven, eight years ago, probably a little bit longer, where minorities 
have to have teams have to hire, uh, interview at least one minority candidate for the head coaching job and the front office job. And Flores feels he's getting a raw deal because he thinks they're sham type interviews, right? People are BSing him around. He made a claim. Not uh, even just him. John Elway, right? Came <laughs> yeah. in there, you know, drunk. They came in there late. You know, I don't, I don't, that's what surprised me. Right? So he's making those type of accusations, and John Elway and the Denver Broncos say that's not true. Um, Stephen Ross came out and said, definitely not true. I'm going to fight this, you know, because you're, you're tarnishing my name now and saying that I want to tank. So for me to hit this, 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 this lawsuit, man, it's like he must have been totally fed up to the point where, you know what, if I got to sacrifice my career for the betterment of others that's coming behind me, then I'm ready to so beat and do it. Yeah. You know, he's been going on a media tour, right? He's been on all the networks, you know, talking about this, and he just wants a fair shot. So I'm going to pick a back question on that. What can the NFL, Roger Goodell, so Roger Goodell is the commissioner of the NFL. Mm-hmm. He works for the 32 owners in the league, <laughs> right? What do you think can happen with this situation, what what do you think the outcome would be of the lawsuit? I think nothing. <clears throat> okay, and and the only reason I say that is because Roger Goodell is not going to go against the people that pay him. Facts. He's just, he's just not. He's just not. The old saying is, "What well, you don't bite the hand that feeds you." And don't bite the hand that feeds you. That forty million he making every year, Woo. he's not letting that ride. Boy, what thirty? He making between what twenty eight and thirty? I mean twenty eight and forty million a year. Boy, he's boy. not letting that ride. Boy, making and and on top of that. The owners is my team. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing they're gonna come out with. It's my team. Yeah. Yeah, this rule is in place, but the rule doesn't say I have to hire you. Facts. The only the rule only says I just got to interview you. And and it's tough, bro. Like you said, you're telling now 32 billionaires <laughs> forced to hire a black man. Yeah. Right? Or or either minority a minority, a minority. candidate, right? Yeah. And just from what we've been following the NFL for a very long time, bro, probably damn near all our life. Yep. These guys going to move and do what they want to do. Right? Now you got Al Sharpton jumping in there talking about he won't talk. Like, bro, Goodell's going to listen to you and he's going to go in one ear and right out the other. Yeah, without question. Because I don't see this changing. And how do you prove that Stephen Ross offered you money? Right? How do you prove you're getting a raw deal in these interviews? Yeah. Like, how do you prove that? And, and, and Unless what, you got hard-on facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you truly prove you're just a token interview? And I thought he would get one of the nine. Yeah, I thought he would get one of the nine. Too. And, 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 the thing, and the thing that really bothers me even more is they had Kellen Moore getting a job. And he interviewed twice, one, one position. Yeah, he interviewed twice. I'm like, like, Kellen Moore? Brian Flores. Kellen Moore? Like, Kellen Moore really hasn't done nothing with the Cowboys. Bad boy trash. Exactly. You that's, know just, what I'm that, that's just one of those privileged interviews. And, that, and, and you can you can take and and and, 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 let's, and, let's, and let's, we can go even further that the, the practices are kind of bad. I give you another example. Cliff Cleansbury couldn't win in college. Thanks, Texas Tech. At Texas Tech, yep. never had a winning season. You and, had, he had, and he had Pat Mahomes. And he had Pat Mahomes. Okay, my man out in Arizona, the black guy, he gets one year. That's uh. Uh, uh, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. He gets one year. You don't even give him a chance to get the talent that Cliff Cleansbury is playing with now. You don't even give him a chance. Yeah, we do get a raw deal. Like we don't last long, dog. And 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 it's sad because you give me a year, 
But you done got Cliff Kingsbury, what, three years now? Yeah, Going into his fourth year? Because Kyler Murray's what? Finished what, his second year? Yeah. yeah. It might be second, third year. Third year. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you didn't even give Joseph a chance. Like, he didn't, the team that he playing with, everybody was hurt. He didn't have nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you, and then you could. Then they had no quarterback. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they got the kid from uh, UCLA. Who done bounced around the league since he's been in the league? Oh, Josh Rosen. Josh yeah. Rosen. You know what I'm saying? You didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Joseph didn't have nothing to work with. We can go to Cully, David Cully, and that, Cully did a, actually a pretty good job with the Houston Texans because I thought they were just gonna be really much. They top, was competitive. Top two, three in the draft. They were competitive, yep. but, but but we knew. And David Mills, their quarterback, actually looked pretty good. And what's crazy is we knew Cully won't keep that job. Yeah. Cully got that job, and Cully got that job because they they told him like, "Look, bro, we need you to come and straighten out the image. The image is bad. Yeah, I mean, t- the Texas the Texans image is bad. And if you want to look at it another way, you about to hire Josh McCown. He's trying to hire That's Josh McCown. Looking. That's what he's looking as, as the head coach. This man ain't coach nobody. He's not a coach in high school football. Yeah. And you mean to tell me you got all these other experienced guys, yeah. and you're going to hire him?" Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like all, I get it. It's wrong. It's totally wrong. Yeah. But until the players themselves put the owners to change, mm-hmm. they're not going to change. That ain't going to happen. You know, them contracts and, and are not guaranteed, only the bonus money. Yeah. Like, they're not going to speak up on that because, like I said, at the end of the day, you're speaking up on the person that cut the check. Cut the check. Right. And I, and I think that's ultimately – you know, why people didn't sign Kaepernick. Like, so much of the backlash that you would get, and as an owner, like, you just want to just run your team, limit all the distractions, um, and, you know, win win lose football games. I think the Kaepernick thing would have been a split. Because other people, other people, and, and now, I, now what is a telling story is, Mortensen, one of the ESPN's uh, analysts, he was like, about time. Mm-hmm. So, 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 it's not, it, it's not the fact that, Everybody agreeing with the owners right. because you have some analysts out there who know this is going on, yeah. who know the bad practices is going on. And Flores, at the end of the day, let's say he don't get another NFL job. Let's say he go to college. Yep. Somebody gonna get an NFL. Somebody gonna give him a shot. Oh, absolutely. And, and guess what? Colleges don't care. Exactly. They and want guess the what? best man. Like like Hugh Jackson said. Like even with Hugh. He might not ever coach in the NFL again. Yeah. Right? He's back he he's backing Brian Flores exactly. in this this level, you know, uh civil suit. Right now, it'll be interesting to see, you know, do Hugh Jackson throw his name in there a part of the, the class action suit? Do we get other coaches that, you know, Yeah, who gonna man up? Yeah, so that's gonna be the interesting piece of what comes out of this suit. Yeah. Because, you know, outside looking in, the NFL is the big bad NFL. You feel like you can fight the NFL, but the NFL always wins. Well, no, they didn't beat Al Davis. Al Davis smashed them a couple, t- couple of times, and I think that's why that's why the tuck rule came about. But anyway. But it's, it's hard beating the yeah, NFL. It's hard. And it's I hard. think this is going to be a tough case for Brian Flores to win and prove it without hard-earned facts. Yeah. Right? Like, nobody knows what goes on in these interviews. And we're not there. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, Goodell could send out a letter like he did today. Like, bro, like. You're just doing that just, just to please the masses. Like, yeah. you're trying to really do something. Yeah, you're not doing that. And then, like I said, you know, like the Denver Broncos situation, right? They're talking about Robert Smith, a billionaire, uh, entrepreneur. Now he wants to set a team. You know, he may want to buy the Broncos. He may he's up probably yeah. to buy the Broncos, right? So let's say he do buy the Broncos. He's an African-American gentleman. Mm-hmm. 
Now, is he obligated now to hire African-Americans and minorities? Right? Yeah, he's going he to be stuck in a rock and a hard place. Yeah, hard, rock but, and a hard place. But. So let's say he don't. Now it's going to be a problem. Right? He just wants to hire the best person to do the job, whether it's male or female. Yeah. To the expectations of him having to hire a black coach, GM, or whatever the case may be. For him, the way the way the way the uh, weather is right now, you know what I'm saying. The, the way the weather is right now, yeah. it is going to be pressure for him to hire a minority. Now, he's going to have to be willing to take the heat either way. Right. You got to choose the best person for the job. If he uh, if, if he's, if, if he's the team. owner, if he's the owner, you're going to choose the best person for the job. The problem the problem that we are having in these in these situations is. A lot of these teams are not choosing the best person. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I think that's where that's where it's tough at. That a lot of these a lot of these owners are not picking the best person, or we assume that they're not picking the best person. But when you see it, it's like, uh, yeah, they're not picking the best person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, believe it or not, the guy in San Diego, I'm I'm starting to worry about him. Oh, in L.A. Yeah, in L.A. I mean, it's in L.A. You know, it's a lot of coaches. That you know you you giving these jobs to and you taking a step back and I'm looking like just like the dude who with the Jets who just got fired like last year yeah, two years ago Gaze Gaze y'all show what he did in Miami you know what I'm saying then you give him a job at the Jets but y'all playing the same division you still gonna hire this dude y'all know that this dude is not is not a great coach and and, and I'm th- and, and that's the problem I'm having you recycling coaches you bringing people in it, it, it's just like with the Giants you gonna hire Joe Judge. Everybody is not going to be the guy up in at, at the Ravens, Jim Harbaugh. Right. Everybody's not. I mean, John. John. Everybody's not going to be John. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because you got a dude off the special teams coach, <laughs> that don't mean. And if you look at the, it, it, and let's be honest, if you look at the New England tree, outside of Vrabel's and what Flores has done, who else has done anything? Yeah. John, who you know? John who Daniels failed the first time. He failed. You know, uh, and the reason why he failed because he tried to do the same thing. Belichick was trying to do it with cheating. Yeah, oh, yeah, all them boys. Failed. You know what I'm saying? They they've been failing. So outside of Flores and the other guy and Vrabel down in Tennessee, that that tree is not good. Yeah. So do Brian Flores ever coach in the NFL again? I think it'll be tough, but I do think he will get the demo job if they if they if they uh. If they let him in, let him into the club. Demo job already filled. I mean, after everything goes through, well, I take that back. I think it would be tough for him to get a job because you're suing the people who you're trying to get a job with. Yep. Now, if an owner have a change of heart, I think he will be a good coach. But if I'm Flores, if they don't, I go to college. Because guess what? The pocketbooks are bigger in college. Hell yeah, now, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The pocketbooks, the pocketbooks are be big. It's bigger in college, and you know, by him going to college, somebody's going to hire him, yeah. whether either uh, HBCU or whether it's predominantly white school. Somebody's going to hire him. Oh, absolutely. He's going to get another job. Yeah. And guess what? It might be that's what it is. That might be what it takes. But the, the, the thing of it is, I think that Flores took a stand. Everybody in America know. No matter what, people can say, well, no, nah, that ain't the case. Or, you know, I don't think they had a cerebral to do the job. At the end of the day, there's plenty of dudes out there can coach. Facts. And if you don't, it, 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 it's, just like, it's, just like, it's just like with anything. You know a kid can play, but if you don't give him a chance, how you know he can play? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's just what it is. 
Yeah, I just see it hard for Brian Flores to get a job. Yeah, man. like like I said, you can't sue the company you're trying to work for. <laughs> like I, I, unless they have this owner that just you know gonna go against the other thirty one owners. Well, really thirty. Yeah, really thirty. Well, Green Bay, like, Green Bay, yeah, they ain't got no owner. So, like, unless you're gonna go against the other owners of the NFL, I just don't see Flores getting an NFL job ever again. And it might be beneficial him to go back to school right? or college. Yeah, and, and now, like you said, college is dumping. <laughs> the Pablo Fisher open. making what about ten million? <laughs> and yeah. they winning no championship. Yeah, and they had won a championship. So and he got the number recruiting class this year. So, so I'm like, yeah. So if I'm Brian Flores, if you truly want to make a, a huge impact, go down to. Become a head coach at HBCU. Yeah, I know. Ultimately, you know, all some head coaches do want to coach on the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now that you've done this lawsuit, I just don't see it. But now you can pivot and, and shift and go and say, you know what? I can still make a, a impact on mm-hmm. these young mm-hmm. kids that we mm-hmm. always talk about coming from a tough neighborhood, mm-hmm. impoverished, uh, you know, communities, mm-hmm. households that's broken. Now you can go coach at college level, whether like you say, whether it's HBC or PWI. Yeah. Now you can make a huge impact. Exactly. Not only just on some gentlemen that's you know trying to get to the NFL, but impact them, have a strong black man in their life. Exactly. Right. Because some of them don't and, have it, and, and that's what they need right now. Right. So yeah. so if I'm Brian Flores, bro, I'll sue the NFL, see what you can get. I'm sure they're gonna settle out of court mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, and take your talents down to you know the HBCU man, do like Hugh Jackson did. Eddie George. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. We, so, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this, man. I think this is just going to be real big news because there's still two jobs open, the Saints. Mm-hmm. They still got the Miami Dolphins jobs still open and see what those two organizations are going to do. So, um, you know, big up to flying Brian Flores, man. Yeah. He, he, he stepped out there, put his neck on the line for other coaches that's coming up behind him. And there's a ton of coaches out there that's qualified. Yes. Ty Bowles. Yes. You know. Uh, Leftwich. Leftwich. You know, Leslie Frazier. You know, there's a ton. Eric Bieniemy, and we'll talk about Eric Bieniemy later. But it's a ton of black coaches yeah. out there, all minority coaches as well, that need a shot. Without question. Um, so it's going to be interesting, man. So we definitely all going to be locked in and, and definitely see what's going on. So, man, next topic, man. Should other coaches in the NFL um, speak up on behalf of this minority coaching situation? The minority coach coaching rules. You know what, man? I think they should. So when we talk about other coaches, we talking about I'm talking about the, the, the white coaches, right? Yeah, okay. The, yeah. Okay. And, and I think this is why you can hire me as an OC, a DC. Um, you can hire me as position coaches. You working with me every day? You know the struggle. You ain't you ain't dumb. Yeah. You're not dumb. Now whether you do it or not, that's on you. You know, because you got your own preference. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you you're not dumb. You know what I'm saying? You hire me for everything else. Why not hire me for a head coach? Why not speak up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because and it's sad because we always we always put in the position of getting the shorter end of the stick. Yeah. And I think people are afraid. People are afraid to let us do the job because once we get into that job, we're gonna give it our all. But then guess what? They're worried about us being good at it. Because mm-hmm. if because you can ever, it, it's just like it's just like with the Chicago Bears when Lovey was there. Lovey had a pretty good. Lovey had a decent team. He had a pretty good team, an okay quarterback, and he made it to the Super Bowl and challenged. You know, he challenged uh, Peyton Manning for the championship. And a couple little turnovers here and there, some little things went went their way. They would have beat. They would. They would have won the game. 
You know, so I, I just think that I think they're afraid. And I think that's what the problem is. A lot of these owners are afraid that that these head, these black head coaches would do a good job. But even and, and, and even if they don't, at least give us a chance. And I think the the, the 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 white coaches that hire us for these other jobs, you should speak up. Because let, let's 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 let, let, like like um Chris Broussard said the other day, let's switch it. What if all the coaches in the NHL was black? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're gonna be looking like what the hell? You got all these dudes playing, you know what I'm saying? Playing hockey, they don't they look different. Yep. You know, and and I think just just give us a chance. Yeah. But then the, the the coaches, you coach with us every day. You know that you know our character. You yeah. know you know what we're about. We together. Listen. You don't make it to the NFL as a head, uh, as a coach, if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Right, and you got some of these coaches been around a very long time. Just what eighteen, nineteen with their parents. They know how to run a program. Exactly. Right, and then most coaches, if you're young and you get a head coaching job, you're going to hire experienced staff. Exactly. That's no different if you're the CEO of a company. You shouldn't be the smartest person in the room. <laughs> Should not, bro. You're going to have a lot of smart people around. You're going to hire some talented people that's way smarter than you. Talk about unless you're the uh, Washington uh, Commanders. Nah. nah, yeah, that's another <laughs> yeah. story, bro. We, we, we need to add that topic, bro. <laughs> bro, that, oh, that's another topic. Oh, go but, yeah, so these coaches know, like, they can coach. They, they know, they're on that level. They just need the opportunity to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think these coaches should speak up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We need coaches. Brian Flores need coaches, like, even though the whole Belichick situation, he need coaches like Belichick. Yeah, Harbaugh up in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Coaches that you know are very secure in their job, where they're not afraid for backlash. Exactly. Right? You need strong backing. Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. He needs to come out and back Brian Flores in this civil. And suit. mainly Mike Mike Tomlin because and even just what? the whole minority coaching situation overall. Because the Rooney Rule, Mike, you you with the he people. benefited he yeah. benefited yeah. from it. Right? He was a DB coach under Tony Dungy. You know, he benefited from this. Yeah. He was in Minnesota for one year as a D.C., ruining them, flew him up, talked to him, and he been there for the last 15, 16 years. And, not ha- and, and never had a losing record. Never had a losing record. So I'm like, bro, like you you are one of the guys. The Pittsburgh Steelers not going to let you go mm-hmm. unless you just absolutely do something outrageous. But guess what? If, 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 if you was to come out and the Pittsburgh Steelers was, was to fire you, guess what? That diminished everything that they built the Rooney Rule for. Yep. And what the father meant for it to be. Let me say that. What the father meant for it to be, if they were to fire Tomlin, you just slapped everybody in the face because you created this rule. Yeah. You created the rule to get people like Tomlin a job, to get people like Flores a job. And and guess what? A rule like that should not be built. You should take the best candidate. The rule actually probably screwing everything up, honestly. Yeah. Because now these owners feel like their hands are tied. They gotta interview a minority candidate. If not, yeah. they probably get slapped with fines and taking draft picks. So the rule kind of insinuate them to give people sham interviews. Yeah, without question, right? Like it just now, it's like I'm just only doing this because I don't want you in here. They, they, they. <laughs> I don't want to be fined money, and I don't want to be exactly. taking draft picks. So we're gonna bring you in for a token interview, right? So the rule actually is adding fuel to this whole entire situation. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised nobody else beforehand hasn't came but, up. But like you know what's crazy? Like this. What's crazy is Rooney understood the other people that w- that he was dealing with didn't see the see this didn't see what he saw. Yep. And he saw that we have a lot of talented black coaches out here that can coach. And he hired one. Mm-hmm. As to the other owners, 
Yeah, we see you, but we're looking through you. Yeah. So I need coaches like Andy Reid. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Arians. Yes. And Bruce Arians probably got the most black head yeah. coach staff <laughs> minorities in the NFL. Hey, you're right. He got a black DC in Todd Bowles. Black young OC and Byron Leftwich. Yep. And you think he even got a female uh, assistant running back coach exactly. or something on his staff. Yep. So, yes, these coaches, <coughs> excuse me, these coaches need to step up and support Brian Flores just from a coaching fraternity, mm-hmm. right? It has nothing to do with color, you know, and race. What's right is right, mm-hmm. right? And but it's going to take people that like Belichick, Andy Reid, Harbaugh. Aaron's coaches that are secure in their job mm-hmm. that they know no matter if they say something and back this situation, they're going to still have a job. They still have a job. You're going to not have a lot of cats that, you know, I'm already on the fence. I ain't going to say nothing. Exactly. Because I might not have a coach again. Yep. But they definitely, man, these coaches that's the, the power players in this NFL, man, they need to support this case because what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Yes, sir. Right? You got to call the spade a spade, my mom always told me. Call it how it is. Yep. You know, don't duck behind it. Call it how it is. But it's, it's going to be interesting, man. It's, it's a straight bombshell. It's Super Bowl. And, you know, I'm sure the NFL don't want to be tackling this type of situation. But they do what they ask for. They do. And, and it, like I said, it's been long overdue for the NFL to be challenged in this type of way. And, 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 right? And, and because it, race plays a big factor. Oh, yeah. Right? Like I said, 70% of plus players in the NFL are African-American and to have the lack of representation, it looks bad on the NFL. But the NFL looks at it like, man, I'm the big bad NFL. I'm exactly. making three, four, five, ten billion dollars exactly. a year. I care what y'all think. I could care what that's what y'all I think. Don't, yeah, y'all can boycott us. Y'all can do whatever <laughs> y'all want. We're still gonna make tons of money. And yeah, and, and like you said, until, until the players say, you know what, man, you know what, we're not gonna play until we get something together. And, 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 and but like it's, like we say, it's not going to happen because you got a lot of dudes out here that <laughs> they got more bills than the average Joe. Facts. Even though they got a lot of money, they live in che- paycheck to paycheck. They can say what they want to say, but a lot of them live in paycheck to paycheck, and that's why they would not take a stand. Because at the end of the day, you know what time it is. Everybody knows about race. You know what I'm saying? They don't. And 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 it's sad. That we think that way instead of choosing the best person, I'm gonna just interview you. You get out of the way because I already know who I want. Yeah, facts. So, man, so one of the things that came up in the interview, man, um, the text messages from Bill Belichick, <laughs> right? So, being that Brian Flores is a former New England uh, assistant, head coach of the Miami, former head coach of the Dolphins, Brian Dable the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, right. the former New England Patriot. And he's the coach of Alabama too, right? Alabama, yes. OC as well. Bill Belichick, after Brian Dable interviewed right before Flores interviewed with the Giants, New York football Giants job, he texted Brian Flores, thought he was texting Brian Dable, saying congratulations on the job. I heard you the guy. And the text message went to Brian Flores. What is your thoughts on the whole text message situation from Bill Belichick? Um, being that the Giants already had their decision based on the Belichick's inside information before even interviewing Flores. What are your thoughts on that? And do you think Flores threw Belichick under the bus? 
first of all, I think it's BS. Okay. Because, first of all, you already hired who you wanted. So why are you going to interview me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why are we even going through this? Like, y'all should have just announced it that this man was going to get the job. You know, you, you, you're not going to interview. I mean, I'm already a sitting duck as soon as I go in there. But they had to because of the Rooney Rule. Yeah, they had to for the Rooney Rule, but at the end of the day, just take the fine. You could have saved yourself a whole bunch of heartache and just take the fine and be like, look, we got our guy. You know what I'm saying? You 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 ain't that probably look better. That would look better than the text messages. <laughs> hey, look, you know what I'm saying? I understand the rule of rule. We went through our process and we just fell in love with Brian Dable and he's our guy. Exactly. And and, and I, think, and I don't think nobody would have nobody would said that to him. But and the other issue is this: How did Belichick know that fast? Yeah, I mean, so what people may not know, Bill Belichick has been a former New York Giants uh, assistant coach DC under Bill Parcells. Correct. He's been with the friends with the Giants organization for a very long time. So I'm sure he still have inside information within that building, even though he's been in New England a very long time. And maybe, you know, Brian Dable may have already known and got the inside and say, you know, hey, uh, hey, Bill, I got the job or whoa, uh, whatever. I don't know. But so, it, it, let's, so let's, let's say that that happened. Let's say that happened. When you oh, go- he might have said, I think I got a good shot. Like You never know, right? So for Bill to come back and say, hey, I heard you're that guy. Congratulations. He knew something within the Giants organization. Exactly. So when you text message, right, when you text message somebody, I'm pretty sure he had Flores up there. Facts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so, so to me personally, Bill was being either messy or he's just sloppy. I, I would take the latter. I think he was just sloppy. I just think, I mean, it's got to be one of the two. He's just being messy or he's sloppy. sloppy. Because at the end of the day, you know, you when you know people and you don't work with people and, and y'all y'all became friends, y'all tight, and I don't work with you and we cool, we hang out, whatever. Even if you don't hang out, but you got my num- you got my number in your phone. You know you can look at the time and see who you text. But you didn't, I'm sure you didn't text oh, I somebody I that you thought was that person. I have. So now you're like, you, like damn, you know, I'm going to make yeah, sure but, I'm sending the right thing to the right person. But, but this is the thing, though. Due to the fact that he already knew before, he he already knew, and he was saying congratulations to somebody else. Yeah, that's just sloppy, bro. It is. That that that's just piss poor sloppy. And it just happened to be, I think, a day or two before Flores was supposed to interview. Exactly. Exactly. So if you're Flores and you going, you you reading this and be like, damn, <laughs> they already get a job already. So I not, get a so, so you fly and meet these guys and shake their hand, they cheesing in your face. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, Brian, man, nice to see you. Man, man great interview, Brian. Man, this, man, this interview was amazing. It's going to be, a, you know how you be saying, man, this yeah, going to be oh, a yeah, tough choice. Yeah. Bro. You, but and, you, and, you, and you like, Flory's looking at this, bro, like, bro. Like, this is what I'm talking about. You playing me. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, 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 you already gave the guy a job, but then you're going to interview me? That, that don't even make sense. And like, you, like we said earlier, they should have told the dude, listen. We found our guy. We'll take the hit because we think Dable is the best choice for us and kept it moving. And I think if, too, if they would have just called Brian Flores and say, look, Brian, I know we got the room and we're in the place, bro. I don't want to waste your time. Exactly. Right? We, we, we like what we got with Brian Dable. I think that we're, that's the direction we're going. And I, I'm sorry, you know, we waste your time as for setting up the interview. And I think Brian would have been okay with that. He was like, okay, I feel you. But then, at, least but then, he, at least they were honest. Yeah, if you was honest, and I think he still would have. I think he still would have had a, a slight problem with it because I'm like, 
at the end of the day, he's coming off an OC. I'm coming off a head coaching job where I was fired because the owner, you know, wanted to do what he wanted to do and thinking that, you know, if if if, if what he says is true about the owner paying him a hundred thousand not to blow games, that's a big problem. Hell yeah. So so now so so even though Debu got the job, I think he still would have felt played because wait a minute, you didn't even give me a chance to come in and talk. You know what I'm saying? I could come up with a better deal. How you know how you know that my interview would would been lesser, you know what I'm saying, than they, or couldn't have been better than Dave. Now, at the end of the day, I think they already knew who they wanted. Of course. And, and, and you're not gonna and you're not gonna change you're not gonna change people's minds because of what you do. Facts. So I, at the end of the day, he was he was on a he was on a losing end of the stick from the start. Yeah. Yeah, he was already in last place from the start. And I think the Giants knew that. And I think that's why they're trying to say, oh, no, nah, blah, blah, blah. But I do think Bill was being sloppy. Yeah, and I, I, I don't like – you can, you can fault Bill for leaking that information. He probably should just left it alone. Um, but I'm sure those coaches are very tight with each other, man. And it's exciting to see these assistants that have been assistants for a very long time finally get a shot to be a head coach. So Bill's probably just excited for Dable. You know what I'm saying? Like he's probably just genuinely excited, and he made—I think he made an honest mistake, honestly, because we've all done and send that text message to the wrong person, and you're trying to backtrack and clean it up. But but it's I, a done dilly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a done. It's, it's done, done deal, and, it, and it's an untragic situation because I think that was the the, the, the straw. The I think yeah. that was the straw that broke the camel's back, as they always say. For now, he has said he's like, and then he he put it on social media. He screenshotted the joint. Like, like this is my proofs. This is my receipts. This is why I'm, you know, doing this. Uh, and know, I don't, and this, I don't mind because guess what? They do it to us. Facts. They do it they, to they, us. They, 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 would, they would do it to us. They would show, okay, this guy ain't who he is. So guess what? They, they got a little taste of their own medicine of, of what's, really, what's really going on. Yeah. They got a little taste of their own medicine. Yeah, Alex, I, I, I truly think Bill just did the honest mistake, man. I don't think, you know, he was meaning any harm to nobody. Uh, it's just one of those situations, but... NFL going to have a little fight on their hand. Yeah, because the more and more people get involved, the more and more things is going to get it's going it's going to get dicey. Yeah, it's going to get real dicey. And and I think you know, like we said, the owners going to do what they want to do regardless. But you got to have some boundaries, bro. Like 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 I know they don't care. Like they they running their own ship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's my ship. It's my ball. I can do whatever. I don't care about what. Goodell gonna say, well, you know, we're gonna check into it. Man, Goodell's not doing nothing. They pay him. <laughs> Let, let's just be the, look, 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 they, they, they trying they, they they try to get stuff for Congress. He like, oh, I, I didn't see nothing. You know what I'm saying? When it came to Washington with the Washington uh commander. So at the end of the day, it's a whole bunch of stuff that is gonna be hard. And 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 Goodell is there. Like he's not gonna go against the owners. Yeah. He made he he's looking at it, look, I made too much money. Yeah. And I'm not giving up my bread to, 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 like to settle this stuff like this. Like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna take my hands off of it. So while we talk about that, let's just discuss the the plight of the black coaches in the NFL. It's sad, bro. I, I, I the thing of it is, when you're not given a chance, I I, I hire you to clean up the rah-rah guys and get them off the team and clean up the program, but I'm not going to hire you to run the team. Come on, bro. So don't hire me as a, to clean up the rah-rah guys. You know what I'm saying? You clean it up. You want this coach to do it, you let him do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you hire us for OC and DC. Okay, why not hire me for a head coach? Because yeah. what is the difference? 
You know what I'm saying? You overseeing what's going on, but at the end of the day, you're gonna hire me for these other jobs. What you, you hire me as assistant head coach? What is assistant head coach? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so guess what? You hire me. I can't be the head coach, but you hire me as assistant head coach. So what I'm doing? Overlooking everybody else? While you just sit up there and twiddle your fingers? Yeah. Come on, man! Like it, it, you gotta you you gotta have some kind of changes. Yeah, it, it's sad, bro, and I don't see it changing no time soon. Nah, um, it's gonna be a fight every single year. No matter how many black coaches we get in the NFL, it's never going to be enough. It's never. Right? No. It's never going to be enough to where we see change. Well, we may see some slight progress, but coaches get fired so quick. We don't have a chance. You know, people don't have the longevity and the ownership group like the Steelers to where Mike Tomlin can be there until he wants to leave. Yeah, pretty much. Andy Reid can stay in KC as long as he want to leave. Yeah. Harbaugh can probably stay there as long as he want to leave. And I think with the black coaches in the NFL, it's an uphill battle for one because of skin color. Mm-hmm. Now, not getting the opportunity basically to be the CEO of the, the team to run. You're saying I may not be able to plan well. That's what you're saying. I, you may not be able to reach those players from a mental capacity. Mm-hmm. You might be saying the black coaches don't have the ability to now be able to reach other players outside the black players. Mm-hmm. Can they relate? It's just a hard pill to swallow, and you got these coaches that's been a coach for a very long time, his assistant coaches, never to even get an interview. Right? Same. <clears throat> Until it takes one of these owners, bro, to step out on faith and don't care what nobody says and hire them. And keep them there for a long time, then we can kind of see some type of change, or some type of increase. Because until then, yeah, you might hire a guy, but if you're going to fire him in three years because he like he ain't winning or he not getting to the playoffs, what's the point? And hell, they fired Joseph in a year. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? They fired Joseph in a year. You know, they gave Cully. You know, everybody knew Cully was getting fired. Like, like it, I don't know what people thought. They was hiring him for or anything like that, but they was hiring him for one year. Like we gonna we gonna get this thing quiet down down here, you know. Get it, get everything quiet. We we in flux. We gonna we gonna calm everything down. And guess what? You done. <laughs> and like I said, a lot of these coaches don't want to be that token hire. They don't. Right? I don't hire me just because you got heat on you to hire exactly. me, a minority candidate. Exactly. Right? Don't do that to me, and then have my family move. Fire me in two years because I ain't make the playoffs. Exactly. Or we start off slow, right? They only could do so much. These kids still got to be developed. Exactly. Right? It ain't just all on the head coach. But then, too, we're seeing some some progress in the front offices, right? We're getting a lot of black GMs and minority GMs, vice player, uh, president of player operations. We're seeing progress in that field. Right, Minnesota just hired a kid, a kid that's African American, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I think uh, even uh, what's the guy? Because um, he used to be in Minnesota, he used to be in San Francisco. Right, Atlanta, Jim is like is black. He came from Atlanta, Fountain, I believe his name is. So you see some progress, but it's minor. <laughs> it's minor. It's minor. Progress. Then even like is that pressure on those GMs to hire a black head coach? I just think I, I think it's pressure on everybody. I think it's pressure on everybody. And, and, and to me personally, you know, hire the best guy. 
you know, we're hiring people like the, the young dude out in Los Angeles. He's 35. You mean tell me he's a better coach than Caldwell, who's been proven? But, you know, but, but we always talk about why we recycling head coaches. No, but then, but, but you can recycle head coaches, but at least recycle the right head coaches. They fired Detroit, but no, they fired Caldwell for no reason. Then you're bringing a dude from, um, the, uh, the dude from uh, New England. He ain't do nothing. Yeah, Pat Patricia. You know what I'm saying? Pat Patricia. You get rid of you get rid of you get rid of uh, Lovey in Chicago. You get the same thing. They you see brought, what I'm saying? They brought in Nagy, right? Yeah, they brought in Nagy. You know what I'm saying? <clears> so I mean, you know, you fire Joseph. He only get one year. You know, and, and it's like, but you got all these other coaches that get three and four years, five years, six years, and you keep it moving. And and, and, and to them, it's okay because guess what? I'm hiring a guy that looks like me. You know, so at the end of the day, we got to – the owners are not going to change. Mm-hmm. You got to think about who these owners are. They're old owners. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then it gets passed down to the, to the kids. Their, to the kids. Yep, yep. So nine times out of ten, majority of these owners, if the, if, the, if the owner like that, the kids are like that. Right. Let's just call it what it is. Let's call it spray to spray. The kids are like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just like even back in the day, oh, you can't have a black quarterback. He can't think. You know what I'm saying? What make so you know what makes the uh, white quarterback smarter than the black quarterback? Facts. You know what I'm saying? All I'm learning plays. It's plays. You know you got to make great decisions when you get on the field. But at the end of the day, if you don't give a man a chance, how you know? Yeah, it is. It's, just, it's, just, it's just bad. And I don't, I, see, I don't see nothing. I don't see nothing. You know, as long as the owners are in there where they are, it's gonna be hard. So we got uh, one last NFL tie. We may give another one, but you know, it's our show. Eric Benemy, his name has always been a hot candidate, at least since for the last three or four years. He's gotten interviews, but never got a head coaching job. What is it about Eric Benemy getting passed over year after year after year? He has an interview tomorrow with the New Orleans Saints. Um, the Saints are saying that's the last interview that they're going to have. What do you think about this BNME situation that's going wrong? Like, like, it, what what do you think what, what's happening with the BNME situation? I don't think it's something that's going wrong. I just think that every job ain't the right job. Because the job that he might be interviewing for, he might only be in there one or two years and then he's gone. Could be. You know, so, so I mean, I agree. I mean, some people got, got this thing of wanting to be the head coaching job, but it got to be the right job. You know what I'm saying? It has to be the right job. Because you get into a situation, like you said, with Joseph, you hire me and I'm fired the next year. Now you don't waste my time and I don't waste it. And I don't waste it a year, you know, of my life after you don't fire me a year. Yeah, he was in a good situation. And he was in a good situation where he was at. So you got you to gotta make sure within yourself that when you interview this job, are you willing to take the lumps and the bumps into this job? And, it, and, it, and, it, and it, if this is the right situation for you. And that's what you got to maintain. And, and, and I think... We don't know how Eric Bieniemy interviews. Yeah, I mean, we just don't. We just don't know. I'm pretty sure he's, he's an intelligent guy. I think he probably can get. You know, I think he's saying the right things. It's just that might might not be the best fit for him. Yeah, it has to be something in these interviews, bro. Like, I, I, it has to be. Yeah, you get passed over at least what four years? At least. Yeah. yeah. At least calling plays. For you not to get one of these jobs in exactly. the last four to five years, exactly. So it's it's tough, man. It, it's tough. It's tough because you put so much time to be the best that you can be at the job that you're working, mm-hmm. especially in the NFL, yeah. because you have to do that. 
Yep. You have to go watch the film. You have to go see players playing college. You got to know what you're bringing in to your situation and who you're going to be coaching and what you're going to be dealing with. You have to know that. Then, too, man, you know, being a head coach, bro, you got to be able to get on players sometimes. You got to be able to coddle some players. Yeah. Like, you got to be dad, you know. Yeah. You got to be able to be the CEO of the organization. Got to. Right. You, sometimes you got to rule with an iron fist. Sometimes you got to, you know, give the vet days off. Right, and some people maybe not be able to have a plan that these owners and franchises like that they're putting in place. Yes, right, because it has to be something that the enemy is doing. Oh, good, they just don't want to hire. I find that hard to believe, though, dog. Like, bro, this boy been four to five years. It don't matter. Some people just not gonna hire you. I, nah, bro. It, dog, I'm just, I'm just saying. We can, we can say, we can say. We can say we can say any and everything, but at the end of the day, some people just don't want to hire you. But four to five years of it, it going on interviews and you don't get one? It can happen. It can happen. Yeah, I ain't say it can't, right? I, I never say it can't. But at the end of the day, that's a tough pill to swallow. Bro. It is. And people outside looking in, they be like, bros, either these owners tripping or he just interviewing that bad. But then, too, we're not even there. We don't know what comes out of these interviews. We don't hear these interviews. And I just think sometimes you can interview well and still don't get the job. So I wonder too, like I wonder if he's going through like mock interviews, right? Like I'm he, pretty sure he has. I would hope so. You'd have been in league. Listen, you'd have been in league for years. You, I'm pretty sure Andy Reid done told him things to say to Andy Reid. Them done, they done went through different things, um, like you said, interview questions, all of that. You can do all of that. And people still just want hire. It's just, it's just not in the car for them to hire. They feel somebody's better. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and I think that's the thing that we caught up with. We know the guy a pretty good coach, but but that but the people just don't want to hire you. That's true. So, J.D., we got J.D. in the building. Thanks for the announcement. We should give him a round of applause, dog, because J.D. is now into the building. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> duty we'll calls. Get, we'll Life, man. We're good that you guys started jumping on top of this very important topic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big um, deal today. And and just focus on Eric being to me alone. Um, you know, there's there's something to say about you know the narrative of Eric being to me as far as the offensive coordinator. A lot of times you watch you ever listen to the games, they tend to point out that Andy Reid is the one calling the plays, or they always talk when they play see a play design. Um, they're always really focusing on Andy Reid and what he's contributing to the to that particular play. But it took Andy Reid to come out maybe even just this past year and, and really focus on the fact that it's Eric Bieniemy calling the plays. So it's, it's like they're not giving him the credit that he deserves as an offensive coordinator, um, which, you know, probably already kind of comes into the storyline, like I said, the narrative of him. So when they're interviewing him and they, they, they're interviewing Eric Bieniemy for all these different positions, I think they already come with skepticism already in line because of the fact that people think Andy's the one probably developing, you know, the passing game, developing the playbook, developing the scripted plays, all that beyond. And, it just, and, and, and that is not even the case. So if a quarterback coach who is, is the new hire for the Vikings, who's a quarterback coach, who's the quarterback coach for actually the Los Angeles Rams, Who's never called a play in his life can get the head coaching job. Eric Bieniemy should be getting the head coaching job. I mean, I don't, I don't care how he interviews, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I mean, your your background, 
um, your background and your, and your experience speaks for itself. Yep. So I don't understand. They maybe feel like maybe because not everybody has a Patty Mahomes, uh, that maybe that's why they feel like, hey, he can't. Can he still maintain the same level of of um, of genius when it comes to play calling? But I don't see why he can't. Um, if you're a good GM, if you're a good GM, quad GM, you should go out and get him the type of player he needs to make sure that he keeps the, set, the same level of uh, of uh, of um, play calling. No, of competence when it comes to play calling because mm-hmm. he's been doing what he needs to do. I personally don't understand it. Uh, so you know. Hopefully this is this time. I mean, hopefully he, he gets a job coming moving forward. I I don't know about the Saints job because I feel like they look like they're not trying to get rid of any of their coordinators, which is one of the main reasons why Brian Leftwood didn't take the job at Jackson Jim. He wanted to get rid of Jim. Yeah. I, I know. Yes, thank you for saying that. I'm I'm bad, bad. Bad. <laughs> Let me say it. Uh, he, he wanted to get rid of Jim and move forward. So it's one of those things where, like, you have Brian Brian Leftwood. You have all these guys. They these guys want to bring their guys in too. They want to be able to have some more hands on and be able to make some decision making, and they won't let them do it. So that's another thing that comes into play, right? And if you're Eric Bieniemy, you're looking at the Saints situation, and they do have a situation, especially at quarterback. Uh, so you know, do you really want to tie yourself to that organization, knowing that one, Dennis Allen's probably the favorite, yeah, and then two, you're not going to have a quarterback that you can probably utilize like a Pat Mahomes or a player that of, of similar characteristics because they don't really have a legit quarterback on their roster right now. Um, we saw Ian Book. We saw the other guy. Um, no, they just don't have one. So I, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting. A lot of things going to come to fruition moving forward. And if, if Eric Bieniemy doesn't get a job as far as head coach, does he join the Brian Flores lawsuit? Right. Right? Because um, they're supposed to be more coaches coming down the pipeline. That's going to join this lawsuit and moving forward. So maybe him and Ryan Leftwich both joins that lawsuit to kind of you know lay out there that you know they feel the same way that Brian feels and they feel like the same practices has been done to them as well. So it's going to be a lot to take in moving forward, man. And um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. The NFL, you know, just announced today they're going to do a review of their practices when it comes to the hiring <laughs> and the Rooney Rule. But we oh, know no. that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Trying to figure out exactly how to improve something that has systematic racism. So we, we, it's going to be something else. This, this is this is a trying time in a in a sport that a lot of people love. Uh, so good, you know. Good luck to all those guys. Definitely, Brian Flores. I want to make sure that he that he gets his just due because you know it, it takes a lot to stand up like that. It's a lot of courage, man. You're putting uh, your career on the line. Yeah. Potentially, you just you might not coach again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. that's a topic that he. There is a good chance that he may not ever have ever had the opportunity to coach in the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now maybe at a collegiate ring somewhere like that, but not in the NFL. Yeah. So you think so? You know, you just got here, and we don't. You know, going back, do you think if Brian doesn't get an NFL job, should he consider going coach at whether the HBCU or PWI to affect young men? And he talked about how he had a hard uh, growing up, tough, you know, parent, tough community. Do you think he'll have a bigger impact if he decided to go coach on college? I don't know about greater impact, but, I mean, he would have an impact. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, 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 whether it's greater or not. I mean, sometimes the temperament of the person, you know, when you're dealing with professionals, you can, you can, you can deal with the situation differently. Yeah. 
versus when you're dealing with collegiate players who, you know, as you know, now they they've they've created this uh not created, they've been having, but now they kinda loosen up the transfer portal rules, it's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. So like that and then the NIL, that is a different ball game. <laughs> so I don't know if he, if he wants to deal with that at that level with guys who are now have an opportunity to make money while they're in college and be able to utilize those resources. I, I don't know, but I would love to see it because I think he I think he'll be very effective. You know, I think he'll have the same type of faith that a Dion can have, Hugh Jack can have, uh, Eddie George across the board, or even in any in other institution. I think he can have the same type of thing. But if he if he's doing if he's going to have a loss of that of this nature, it's the NFL. I mean, it's, it has to be the same thing when it comes to collegiate uh, sports as well, and collegiate football because you know there's not a huge array of black coaches in in collegiate football. Um, D1 football. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got some, you got Mel Tucker, you got some out there, but it's not, it's not, they're not everywhere. Yeah. You know, there are some small percentage as well. So, it, you know, that can, that can also be arranged where the college coaches also look to figure out how can they impact minority hired at their level. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it'll be, it'll be good to see. I just want to see him ride this lawsuit out because I think it can create some form of change. Um, that I'm not sure it'll level, level the playing field, but it definitely give, you know, minority coaches or minorities in general. Because then it'll start looking at people hiring, looking at people hiring practices across the board, whether it's corporate or NFL or any other organization. Uh, and it's probably going to have to create <clears throat> some laws within the, uh, within the uh, amendments that kind of lay out there some foundations out there that people need to be able to utilize. So I, I'm i excited about it because I want to see where it goes. I wanted to do it today. I wanted to – I didn't have enough time because I got here late, but I wanted to bring my uh, one of, uh, a buddy of mine who's a lawyer and and um, get his thoughts on this class action suit and how far can it go, whether it can go, where, whether it can go to the Supreme Court or not or wherever it can go well across the board because of the fact that I wanted to see – is this going to be some frivolous? Is something? Is it really going to be impactful? Yeah. Right. Get it. So we got. We got. I got to give him a call so we can bring him on next week yeah. and just have him his thoughts on like, is this thing can really be impactful or not? Yeah. Because I think it, it can be. It could be something big. It can be something huge. Yeah. And I think it'll help if other coaches, non African American, get involved. Know, get involved and back. You know what I'm saying? Like the powerful, the powerful coaches in the NFL. So it's gonna be interesting, man. It's definitely. Stay tuned. Definitely stay tuned, bro. No, no doubt about it. We fighting the big bad NFL, exactly. though. It's just like anything else. It can fall too. It, it's just like anything else, and I think the right situation, the right, the right person, the right thing, the right backing. It, it can be tough on them right now. It can be real tough. I mean, it, 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 might, it might, he might, like I said, he might not get another job, but he can make it real difficult for them. Yeah. So man, we pivot man to the NBA man. Let's 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 talk about the Nets. KD's out. Kyrie's part time. James Harden is part time because he <laughs> he's he taking days off. <laughs> James Harden is not playing like James Harden as we know it. So Stephen A. Smith came out and you know kind of criticized and questions KD's legacy. Um, what's your thoughts about his comments about KD's legacy? 
if the Nets don't win the championship. I don't know why he questioned Katie's legacy. It seems like it is one of the greatest players to play the game. Top seven, top seventy-five, um, and you know, it, and he's one of the most prolific scorers that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. A, un, a unicorn in a lot of different ways. Seven foot tall, jump shot, has all of the game, all the all the skill sets to be to be what he is. So legacy wise, no, but it will say something if he doesn't bring a championship to Brooklyn. It will say something. Mm-hmm. That can be something that can fall fall down as far as him being when he is the primary guy, when he is the is the best player on the court, the primary guy, the leader of the team. He can't win. Yeah. There, there, there is something to that. There is something to that 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 nature of the fact that if he gets out there and he's and he and he doesn't bring Brooklyn that championship, there is something to the fact that he is not a winner when he's the man. Um, I don't know if it damaged your legacy, but it definitely makes you look at it a little bit differently. That and it does go, and it'll always go back to that. He had to go play with three of the greatest players in NBA at the time, especially to win a championship. Mm-hmm. He can't win when it's just him. When he's just when he's the man, he's the best player, the leader, the, the most talented player on the floor. There's nobody comparable with him. I mean, Harden's good, Kyrie's very talented, but they're not him. He can't win. So that does say something. That does say a lot, man. I mean, and if he doesn't get it done in this window, where he's had probably three of the on that same team, three, three out of that ten is the top. They're probably top 15, top 10, all three of them in the league. Like in the top 10 players of the league, they're it, they're there. Yes. I don't know. It does say something. Now, is it gonna be so damaging like what Stephen A said? Come on, no. But it is a big deal if he doesn't win the championship as the best player on the team. These springs. I think for for Katie right now, first of all, <laughs> I think Kyrie's throwing a wrench in a lot of this too. Him not playing full, full time. Because you got we gotta think. They haven't played fully together all the time. Yep. Since since Harden came, they they haven't played together. Kyrie gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? Harden gets hurt. They haven't played as a full unit. And I think if they play as a full unit, I think they can get it done. But the problem is, he hurt now. KD hurt. You know what I'm saying? James, he he, he like he fed up. Like, you know, Kyrie, you part-time. I got hamstring problems. You know, and they talking about trading him, trading him and Ben Simmons straight up. So it, it, it's so much, it's so much into that that we really I don't. I don't want to make that statement because at the end of the day, they haven't played together. Yeah. Now if they had to play two full seasons together and everything, and they're together now, and and this is going on, and and then they're not winning. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. But you gotta have the whole package there before you can even make that statement. If because like you said, if you if Kyrie's playing full time, uh, James Harden playing full time. KD playing full time. They playing together. No injuries, nothing. Oh, they I don't think they. I don't think they look as bad as what they, what it looks like now. Oh, absolutely not. It, it, it'd be light and easy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell, Kyrie took Jonas them to seven. Jonas Jonas had to really dig deep to beat them. Beat KD, yeah. But you mean Giannis. Giannis. 
Giannis. Well, Giannis. Whatever. Like you call me Giannis. Like that South Carolina twin. Giannis. It's like a disease, Giannis. I think that's a disease, though, Giannis. Giannis. So it took him, it took him, you know, Giannis was full strength and KD was half strength. You know what I'm saying? So I think you you have to make that statement once you see them full strength. What you just said made no sense. It do make sense. It didn't make any sense at all. Why don't? Because when KD, even though, first of all, it wasn't, KD wasn't hobbled. It was James Harden with the hamstring. Two. Kyrie got hurt. He, he, hasn't, he wasn't there. I didn't, I didn't say that. Two. I'm saying that. Two, the Nets was at home. They, had home. they had home court advantage. They won the first two games in major blowouts. Blew, blew Milwaukee out. Hold on, did Kyrie play? In the first two games? Yes. He also played in game three, too. Okay, so when Kyrie but, got hurt, Milwaukee okay. took off. Okay, so did you not watch that series? I watched the series. Was was Milwaukee even in game three, two, three, two, one, two, and three? Bro, that ain't got to do with it, bro. It does have something to do with when the other guy's playing like trash. That's a part of the game. He's playing like trash. He's playing like trash. But he's playing. Kyrie wasn't even there. James so, Harden wasn't even there. The game, what does that got to do with it? If you're KD, you're the, you're the best player in the league, you close him out. If you if you ain't getting nothing from your bench, how you gonna close him out by yourself, Jay? You gonna score eighty by yourself, Jay? Uh, Come did on, Jay. Did the game go into overtime in Game Seven? Jay, he gave everything he why had. Are you what are you talking name, about? Man. I don't know why you keep yelling my name. Jay, did, he did, gave you everything. The man gave you everything. They did the did the did the game not go into overtime? It did. Okay, so why are you yelling? Did the game <laughs> not go into overtime? The game went into overtime, right? <clears throat> what was his stats in overtime? He had bad stats. It was what? Maybe what, two or three shots? No, it was 0 for 6. Okay. Yeah, 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 I don't think he, he did, did not close them out. He had an opportunity to close them out. JD. Whether you want to do whether you want to make an excuse, there's reality and it's what you want to say. And what I'm going to say reality is, is the reality is he went 0 for 6 in the in the in the final in overtime. He went 0 for 6, did not close <clears> them out. He had a great fourth quarter. He had the tying shot with his winning because you know Keon loves to bring even skip Bayes loves to bring it up. He had his toe on the line, but at the end of the game. At the end of the game, when he had an opportunity to close them out, because I think they only lost by like four or five points, like three or four points. He had a chance to close them out in overtime. He didn't do it. Yeah. He was 0 for 6. I still go back to this. And Milwaukee, then, and then, Milwaukee had all their people, right? Okay, so hold on. But did you watch That's the game? That's my point. Yo, like Milton was on holiday with throwing bricks, bricks up there. And, and Milton was like nine for like like twenty five. Only person that they can they can rely on. So you telling me so if Kyrie was there, if Kyrie was there, if Kyrie it was, was there. Giannis against him, yeah. it was superstar against superstar, and Giannis played a better overtime. We we talked on text like, bro, if Drew Holiday stop shooting these bricks, like it just that boy it, point shaving. Like the, like I, you're trying to make it. You're trying to make something like yeah, like he. KD, KD's the best at the time. We all said KD was the best player in the league. He had an opportunity to put them away. He didn't do it. And he literally, like when they got into overtime, he went 0 for 6. He like he had, I think, like 48, 47, but he needed, he needed like 56 <laughs> because they lost. And and he it was him against Giannis. Giannis had a better second half and a better fourth quarter. I mean, excuse me, and a better overtime. That's what that was the difference of the game. That was it. But he didn't. You act like Giannis got help all across the board. He didn't. I think Milton had a decent like overtime and a, a decent full quarter. But that's what killed him. So if you ain't getting no, no but Milton first three quarter he was awful. Otherwise he'd have played good and uh, Drew Holiday played good. It is supposed to be. But bro, if he if all if those two individuals play well, 
It's not a full court. They win, they win by get, 10 and, or 15 and points. And if Kyrie don't get hurt. But that that happened. Kyrie got hurt. And it, it, uh, even, I think he had to get hurt in game three, game four. Even the game he got hurt in, they were losing. They were losing that game. Do you not remember when when Katie was throwing them bricks up in Milwaukee <laughs> in game five? Yeah. He was awful. And then game three, game four, and game, uh, game three, and game, no, game three and game four, he was awful in Milwaukee. He had one good game in Milwaukee the entire series. But at the end of the day, you can't just, just rely on that one little thing and say, hey, that's it. No, like, yeah, Kyrie got hurt. It was Superstar 2 against 2 because uh, Drew Holiday was point-shaving. And so it was two stars. It was two stars against the other two stars because Drew Holiday was non-existent. And then they showed Milton on the road versus at home. Yeah. It was like night and day. Yeah. So everybody realized it was all, it was Giannis against KD. That's what it was, period. Yeah. Yeah, I, this comment is out of non-existent to me, man. Honestly, they haven't been healthy. They've been very inconsistent for the last two years. So it's hard to say this is damaging on KD's legacy. Unless all three are playing in the playoff full up, that's the only way you can say, all right, well, they brought this team together. They didn't get it done. But from a legacy standpoint, KD's legacy is cemented. Right? Like, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, first ballot. You know, he's a two-time champion. Like, the only thing you can talk about his legacy is that he joined the Warriors after getting beat by the Warriors. That's the only thing you can really say. This net stint, until they full up, bro, it's like it's incomplete. Honestly, but you can I can see the comment if KD is the best player in the league, he has to be able to carry the team. Superstars do that. And he hasn't done that when he was healthy. They still they had a, actually they was up with top three before he got hurt. They just plummeted. But this comment is to me is incomplete, but it's no knock on the man legacy, honestly, for real. It's just not healthy, bro. <laughs> and I don't see it. And then James may be out of there, so Failed experiment. Failed experiment. And that's another thing. If James <laughs> leaves, and we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. Yep. If James leaves, that's even worse. <laughs> because now it's like, I mean, it's already, I mean, people do think that, that James is a very lazy individual. But it, feel, it seems to me like James came there with the notion this is going to be, we're the, the most talented team, us three. We're going to be one of the most talented teams with the most talented players and Joe Harris hasn't played, and now you're watching them, and they're struggling. They're struggling, and they're, and it's like they're down. They've lost seven games in a row. They're getting smoked by teams, yeah, even on the road with Kyrie and just him. Kyrie, yeah. They're still getting smoked by teams. And, I mean, there's no telling when Katie's coming back anytime soon. They're, like, in the sixth position. They went from, like, first to six. And they plummet. <laughs> and even though, I, to me, I would if I'm them – I will focus more on getting healthy um, than anything else. But, bro, like, you just – it's just it just not – it's not manifesting the way I think they should, they probably envision. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, man, the Lakers, you know, is another hot topic, a team that's plummeting, right? Had lofty expectations coming into the year. A lot of veterans, the moves that they made in the offseason. Brought Russell Westbrook from uh, Washington, D.C., so looking at the Lakers season, D Springs, should the Lakers rebuild now versus wait until the offseason? The problem is who's gonna take the players that they got. Okay. I mean, who who gonna take them? Yeah. Nobody don't want Russ. Nobody ain't taking Camelo. I mean, the only person you probably can trade is Anthony Davis. That somebody might really want. 
So I'm like, they just stuck right now. Yeah. They stuck. I mean, they just, they, they look, they picked the roster, they stuck. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, LeBron's starting to do, get, do got the Kobe, you know, getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's yeah. starting to get hurt. Hey, bro, he got dog. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and I'm saying, like, like you know, he done been in the league, what? 19, 19 got 25. But, but, but for real, for real, in basketball runs. years, he damn near, what, 70? Yeah, it's a lot of years. So, so I'm like, they don't have nothing that nobody wants. Yeah. So, they just going to have to stick it out and keep it moving. Yeah. JD? Uh, listen, you know, where would they start at, though? Like, here's the thing. How committed are they to Anthony Davis? Excuse me. They're their own. He's the only asset. Yeah, that's a good question. He's what, 29, 28? Yeah, 28. 29, I guess. And <laughs> they ain't got nothing else. They got nothing else. LeBron, I mean, they don't have a first-round draft pick to 2027. <laughs> LeBron is either in or out this season or next season. Maybe LeBron can, can bring in some chips for him, but not nothing major. Who would trade for LeBron at that uh, at an Asian superstar who's, you know, is playing well. I mean, it takes a lot to have LeBron to remake your roster to support what LeBron does and his talent. Yep. So, what? I mean, how committed are you to AD? If you're committed to AD 100%, then no, you don't make a rebuild. Yeah. But if you're not committed to AD <laughs> to 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 entirety to put, turn over the uh, – right now, at this moment, turn over your – your um your organization over to him, then you got to make a move, either, either now or in the off season with AD. Yeah, because right now you're ninth and you're twenty five and twenty eight. Nobody's taking over Russ's contract. <laughs> like not a person in this <clears throat> world would do that at this point unless they have nothing to lose and little to gain. So it's just like. It's like one of those things where you know his contract's out, what, next year or two years? You think he has two more years on his deal? Two more years. Oh, like, uh, uh, Russ. Russ. Got a play option next year. So that's the only way you do it. You trade him because you know that people are going to be like, all right, well, we'll take him, but we'll, just, we'll let it. We know he's not going to resign here. He wants to win. This might be Russ's last deal. So <laughs> so outside of this, man, what else is there to do? You're, gonna, you're either going to stick with 80 or you're going to move 80. That's a good question. Like I said, that and that's it. That's the only thing I can think of that can honestly really the only move they can truly make is that. That's it. They can't make those type of moves. I don't see anything else happening. Yeah, THT doesn't move the needle. No, right. he's not somebody that I would move yeah. you're gonna get any real viable parts for. So Lakers just really gotta ride it out, bro. And just hope they get lucky and get out of the play in, which they're headed to the play in. They're ninth, and I think they're like five games full outside of like the six spot right so it, it's going to be an uphill battle even all-star break is next week mm-hmm. right <clears throat> no in two weeks two weeks two weeks so you pretty much going to play three-fourths of the season like i don't see them making that big of a pushing within 25 games left in the season yeah and it's tough and look at this part if if you look at the first four seeds right now who can they beat like who can they be? They can't for the one, two, three, and the four. Who do you? Who would they be the favorite against? Nobody. And they came. I don't. Memphis got too much off the bounce for them. 
They can't stop Ja off the dribble. They can't stop Bain off the dribble. And Brooks ain't even played for he Memphis. Ain't played, yeah. So they they won't beat Memphis. Utah they won't beat. They definitely ain't beating Phoenix or Golden State. It's it's now I think they'll beat Dallas. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, <laughs> you're looking at where they're seated. They'll be at the best they could be probably the eighth or ninth seed. Maybe they get to the seventh. So but then you still gotta face you gotta face Golden State. So they done. better try to get to the six. They better try to get like, to the so six. Somehow point, get to the six. Yeah, Russ got forty seven million left next year. For next year. He you better try to get to six if Memphis can hold a three. They're not beating Memphis, dog. I, I don't be a meter, but you got a better chance than facing fucking Golden State or Phoenix. I Seven mean, eight. They, they're going out the first round anyway, so it ain't gonna matter who they. I'm play. saying you got a puncher's chance against Memphis. You're not beating Golden State and, or, or Phoenix if you're in the seven and eight. I don't even think they got a chance against Memphis. And the only reason I say that because Memphis, they're young, they're gonna run up and down the court. And, and, and like you, like we said about the Lakers, they don't stop the ball. Yeah, they can't stop the. If you can't the stop ball. the ball, you can't imagine. Jaw gonna keep getting. It, they're gonna keep getting pounded in the throat. About forty. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then and then you know and and they play tough. You know, gritty. Steven Adams, they 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 gritty. You know what I'm saying? So now he gonna get buckets because y'all gonna get him in the floor of the game. And, and they got him. and they got size. And they got size that can match beat, up to beat up on AD. Yeah, they got Adams. They got Jaron Jackson. The, the Lakers, the Lakers right now is like, man, listen, they need to go ahead and do what we say. Find get rid of AD now. AD will be get rid of AD because you know AD is not going to be a cat that team that players are going to want to come to LA for exactly. They thought he would be the the, the A person, but that ain't his personality. It's just we not him. And, 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 and they realize. I think they realize that. And, 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 and New, it wasn't him in New Orleans. That's not his personality. Yeah. Where people gonna call up AD? Yeah, I'm gonna come play with you. But I that's think not, it was. A, but I think him. it was a perfect situation being in New Orleans, low key. You don't be on TV every night, right? People know about you because of Kentucky and, you know, number one pick. But Lakers are on national TV damn near every other night, dog. At least once a week they're on national television. I think it came with more of the championship that, that you know. And he got lazy at that chip. And once he won the chip last year in the bubble, you know what I'm saying, it's just like, okay, I got what, I, I got got what lazy, everybody dog. wanted me to get. So now I'm cool. I, I just think all the way around it was the way they picked this team was bad. Yeah. Cause you didn't get young legs, you got old legs, yeah. and half of them dudes on that team down there, what sixty years old in basketball <laughs> years, you know what I'm saying? They just got old legs, and, and you can't stop nobody. Yeah. And when you can't stop nobody, you're not winning no basketball games. Facts. You're just not. Facts. I mean, if you see the amount of injuries that came upon them in the last few months, yeah, that don't help. I mean, what it is is AD in the past? Then you have LeBron now. Now you got Camelo pulling the hamstring, and those are things. Those are just miles on your legs. That's it. Done so much on your legs like this, you have those. You sustain those type of injuries. Yeah, they gotta make a move. I don't. I don't. But I. I really just can't see what they're gonna do. Yeah, it's looking bleak for the Lakers, man. They're sitting in the nine spot now, and they clearly got to get to the six to avoid the play in. But it's hot news in Philly and Brooklyn. The 76ers, There's been a report that James Harden, ahead of the trade deadline, would like to pursue James Harden. Philly, yeah, Philly, Philly would like to pursue James Harden. Simmons. Ben Simmons, who's been sitting out all year, mental health. Should the Nets go ahead and make a deal for James, uh, Ben Simmons for James Harden? Yeah. Why not? If, 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 if it's a straight-up deal, you switch to one, I mean, a one-for-one. One. If it's a one-for-one, one, if I'm Philly, yes. Yes. Because Philly, with MB, 
and and the way they where he's playing right now at a like at another level. You got the shooters around you. I'm not saying they're great shooters, but they okay shooters. Solid. You know, they solid. They get the job done. I think it would be a perfect situation. James realized he he, he he can still be James, but he can't be doing that 30, 40 shots a game because you got a big man who can score. You got people on the perimeter that can get – and the bench is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It'll be perfect for them. Mm-hmm. And for the Nets, I don't know. I don't know. Man, but I mean, but if I'm Philly, I'm making that trade. Actually, if I'm I'm the Nets, I'm making a deal because it makes me better, right? You get Ben Simmons perennial first team defense, right? You can move Kyrie to the two. KD gonna be KD no matter who's there. Kyrie's already playing the two. Yep, right. So <clears throat> Kyrie can be exclusively like he don't even have to have ball handling responsibilities, and I just think Ben Simmons make them exponentially better. Right, he's locking up the best the best player on the other team. Right, he he can push the tempo, he can rebound. Where KD ain't got to always bang with the with the four. It, you're gonna lose Harden in the all season. It's well, pointing to it. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I, I'm gonna say that. Like <laughs> it's pointing to it. Yeah. He's already he's already he's not gonna re, he's not gonna resign. It's pointing to it. Or if he does resign, <clears throat> it's gonna be later. It's gonna be in the off season. Yeah, and then you know a lot of teams when you know you're losing them, they do a little sign and trade, get yeah. a few picks, but. I'm going to get Ben Simmons. And the other issue is they don't have no inside game. But what team in the NBA Jersey, really? I have, mean, they don't. I mean, but what teams like, in the NBA really have an inside game that they really focus on? No, I'm saying you got to focus on, it, but you got to get some kind of buckets up in there. Yeah. Now and then, you're going to have to get buckets, and you're going to have to have people off that bench to get you some buckets. Now, Patty Mills is a good addition. Patty doing what Patty do. Yeah, but 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 they got to rebound. They got to get they got to get points off the off the off the dirty stuff down there too as well. They just don't have it. They just don't have it. But for but this, this ben, trade, yeah, it, it'd be perfect for them. Man, Jim yeah. Harden be out there before Thursday. You know, I, I think it's a good trade because one, both of these guys need a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. Seems like Harden is not mission well with Brooklyn. Kind of wants his own team, and I, and I think Harden looks at it like I just not what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, I didn't sign up for a guy who's only going to play part time. I didn't sign up for the injuries. I didn't sign up for Katie getting hurt. I didn't sign up for these different things, man. And maybe he just hasn't met his expectations as far as where he wants to go as he gets to the, the latter part of his career. And I can totally understand. I think he's in his 30s now, so he's not that young. You know, and he's at that part where his athleticism is kind of slowly but surely going away. And now he has to figure out other parts of his game and uh, having an MB, a player who has that low post game, who's still young. 832. You know, he's on, I think he's on like 24, 25, even less than that. I don't remember. Uh, you have a young player like that that's not even reached his prime yet. I mean, going against in this league, you need that. He's 27. That low post presence. Oh, he's 27? Yeah, okay, B27. good. 27. So you, you're literally, you need that in your, and you need that type of talent around you so that you can keep, you know, you can keep trying to win at a high level. And I understand for him, you know, in this point of his career, you know, you just want to you want to see something that's going on. But at the same time, you made a commitment to Brooklyn, and you had to okay that trade from Houston to Brooklyn, and they gave us some major pieces um, for you. That it's something to say about you seeing this go throughout the rest of the year. I mean, go out the rest of your career there. I mean, like, excuse me, the rest of the season, and and see if can you win the championship with. KD, once he comes back, 
with Kyrie. You know, he's halftime, <laughs> part-time player. And then and and with the roster that you have currently, because they had to give a lot of pieces up for him, so they can never improve. Their, they couldn't improve their roster anyway. And you guys, you three guys, take up probably 70% of the salary. So the salary cap is made up of these three guys, so I don't know what you expect. You're going to have a Blake at the end of his career. You're going to have an L.A. at the end of his career. You're going to have a lot of mid mid um, uh, exempt veterans that can try to get on there just to win the championship. So you guys, he needs to get in shape and get and just play better. Yeah. Um, but I do think for for the Nets, they should make that move because you get a young piece and and um and um and Simmons Simmons you get a young player in Simmons a piece that you can line with KD and with Kyrie. I like that better. It's a great look. Who's not? Who doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time? He's not so ball dominant, right? And and the type of player who can play, like Ray said, can play your best player, can defend your best player, can defend your best low post player. Mm-hmm. I, I I say something about I see see that can be part of a better fit. Uh, who's gonna be? Who's probably gonna be a better rebounder? Yeah, right. Attack the glass. I mean, and I think he looking. He's looking for a way. I mean, he needs to change the scenery as well, right? So. All in all, man, I think they both need to make this trade because both of them are going in the same direction. They're going to make the trade anyway. Yeah. It's going to happen yeah. at the end of the season, yeah. regardless. Yeah. You know, Harden, Take it now. Harden want to get back with Daryl Morey. Yeah, and, and Ben Simmons want to be out of field. And then, yeah. for, and then for, for if I'm Simmons, I'm pushing for that. Right now, you don't have no pressure to shoot the basketball. Right, yeah. You're going to Brooklyn. Yeah. like You got two thing. elite scores. Exactly. You got two elite scores beside you, so you don't have to be. And you're gonna, it's going to make the game a lot easier for him. Yeah, you don't have to be like, oh, man, Ben only got seven third, points tonight. He becomes, the third best, he becomes the third best player on the team. There's right. no and pressure to no score. You'd be like, man, Ben has seven. Like Draymond, right? Seven points, 10, 15 assists, 12 rebounds. Mm-hmm. He fits perfect in what Brooklyn needs. Yeah. Right? With, with with the way Brooklyn constructed now, with you got three twenty point scores, bro. <laughs> Everybody needs the ball. Shoot, you got one part time. Even with with Kyrie part time, Kyrie's elite. But I think that I think that I think that's what threw this whole thing out of work. I understand your stand, but Kyrie for real, bro. We, we got we got one goal. Clearly, bro. I think the Nets are to a point where we know basketball is not priority number one for Kyrie. Yeah. Right, and they just have to realize that, and they know that we can't build nothing around Kyrie if KD ever decide to leave. So, do do they, do do you trade Kyrie in the off season? It's a possibility. Like I wouldn't leave it off the table. Yeah. Right, like like now nah, at this point, you know what Kyrie is, unless that mandate of being in New York City changes. You gotta be until that changes. Everything's on the table. Yeah, it's on the table, but. You know, let's let's move to one of our favorite segments we rolled into this season, man. Fair or foul. Um, the Lakers played the Clippers Thursday night. It was a very entertaining game, actually. Two underachieving teams, both of them banged up, a lot of injuries. Reggie Jackson hit the game winner. LeBron oh, said the Clippers are overachieving. They 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 playing well. Without Kawhi, without PG. And they're in a playoff race right now. So they in, both of them in a the hunt, right? Reggie Jackson hit a phenomenal game winner. LeBron didn't play. So LeBron tweeted, congratulations to the Los Angeles Clippers on a phenomenal win. Fair or foul? I'm going to start with you, J.D. Fair or foul, LeBron tweeting, congratulating the Los Angeles Clippers. 
I think it's I think it's foul because why is he doing that? <laughs> like, like I get it. They won, and I mean, you, they won a very last second fast. It was a very good game. Very yeah, entertaining. It was, good. Game. It was actually I watched. They're some both. Of it. They're both yeah. like you know. Like we just said, the, the Clippers probably overachieving. The Lakers are underachieving, but they're both in. They're both not going to win anything this season. And I think they both know it. Um, but. Bro, you should be on Twitter <laughs> tweeting about another team winning it against your, your team. team. Like, that only makes sense. Like, that only makes sense. Like, I mean, where's the competitive drive? Yeah. Like, you're looking at – I get it. He looks at this as NBA as a brotherhood. And I, I, and I can respect that 100%. He's like, okay, this is a brotherhood. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys put my guys down. This is a brotherhood. And I totally understand that. Bro, that's your team. They beat you. Yeah, facts. They didn't beat. They didn't beat the Lakers. <laughs> they beat LeBron's Los Angeles Lakers. Why would you do that? Like, and that's so embarrassing. If I'm AD, who missed the last second shot, it was a good shot too. I'd have been like, did he just say that? <laughs> yeah. Against us, yeah. and I just missed the last second shot. I just thought it was out of it was it was out of bounds. Um, show more respect for your team. Um, you don't really have to say anything. You could have just kept it going. I mean, I don't care if you're friends with with um, Reggie, Jackson. Reggie Jackson. You still could have been like, could have kept that to yourself. Yep. You know what I mean? Maybe you should just say that to your wife or something, or your kids <laughs> while you're out. Uh, well, you should just talk to them and tell them, like, oh, that was a great shot. I can't believe they won that game. Congratulations to them. Yeah. You can say that out loud in the spirit <clears throat> of the world, but don't you don't tweet need to tweet it. Yeah. Everybody saw that was like, what? Like... <laughs> I don't know, man. It's friends. It's foul, but I got a joke. You ain't tweet old boy when he sick Brian out of his shoes. You ain't tweet him. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. You don't play with the son. <laughs> and that kid, like, one of the top players in yeah, that class. Yeah, like, boy nice. the shoes. But oh, they like DJ oh. Wagner. Oh, yeah, yeah, Wagner. He ate. Oh, yeah. He, he went behind his back on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Joker fail. Like, oh, you ain't tweet him about that. Now, yeah. you, Ronnie got to, you know, shook him down. But anyway, that's foul, yeah. man. It's your teammate, bro. Like, like JD said, at the end of the day, he did against your team. Yeah. Your boys, your homeboys. Whether he did it like but you know what, man? We got to we got to realize LeBron is going to tweet about everything. Yeah. And it's foul because I'm like, listen, I'm not tweeting nobody who done beat my team. And yeah. we both are trying and both are trying to get in the playoffs. Both, both and and coach to me and both that, now this game that we done lost, that put us further mm-hmm. behind the eight ball. Yeah. Like, nah, bro. Unless he did to get a fire up under this team, but it's still foul. Yeah. You know, it's still foul. Like, man, at the end of the day, we trying to get in the playoffs. Now, how long we last in the playoffs? The way it's going, it's gonna be one and done. And you might not make it out the the little little, little round before you get to the. You might not make it out the play in (laughs) the play in game. You might not make it in through that. Yeah, it's fouled. Sometimes I just think, just chill out, bro. No, just say if you tweet about the game, just say great game. Yeah, uh, did you ain't even good game? Woo! But don't talk about congratulations, the Clippers, though. Like, bro, yeah, it's just straight up foul. (laughs) It ain't nowhere to slice and dice that shit. For real. You know what I think he did? Well, you said something about DJ Wagner. You know why he probably didn't say anything? Because that was a – so DJ Wagner is um, – is uh, what's his son? Is that Juan, a, Juan, Juan, Juan Wagner? Wagner? That's his son? Juan Wagner's son. Oh, okay. Played that's in Cleveland Juan. back in the day with yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Juan Wagner's. That's his son. Oh, his son? Oh, okay. That's why it's DJ. He's Juan Wagner Jr. Oh, that's a good look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he, he also plays out of Camden. Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, they both okay. played at Camden High. Okay, well, that's, that's a good look. Right I shout out to Rashad Primo. Oh my God, my I, my I had a roommate in college who's from New Jersey who used to talk about this dude. Apparently, like, this dude was unreal. Oh, Dewan Wagner. Ah, uh, in high school, yeah, 
He was unreal. He used to talk about Dewan Wagner all the time, man, about how great he was. Yeah, that boy, he was he was cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember he, he was, he was cold. Though. He was cold yeah. though. It just didn't translate to the NBA career that you probably thought. thought he was going to have, but that's yeah. just I think that happens to a lot of cats. Like Stephon Marbury is another, but I, but I think he had some physical issue. I think he had something happened. Yeah, it just yeah. never translates most of the time, bro. Like to a phenomenal career in the NBA for whatever reason, it just don't don't line up, bro. But yeah, foul all the way long. But yeah, man, that's our last topic for the day. Dope show. You know, we got part-time Keon. Keon like Kyrie. We're going to put him like Kyrie. He part-time. That's his boy. <laughs> Keon, keep part-time. But, man, give me some closing thoughts, these springs Oh, man. It's cold out, but. Uh, and you need to coach better next tomorrow. Yeah, right? you know. Coach better I'll be tomorrow. Right. I'll coach be better, right. Coach better tomorrow, bro. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to be I'll, front row. Can I get I'll, VIP I'll, tickets? Yeah, you get VIP tickets, man. Right. I'm a little yeah, frustrated. <laughs> I need VIP. I, I need VIP seats, dog. I'm a little irked. But, uh, so I, when I walk in, I need the camera to be rolling, dog. <laughs> hey, we got to do better as a, as, as a nation when it comes to our schools and everything. Like, you know, the last couple of weeks, a lot of HBCUs been getting bomb threats. And I'm like, hey, man. It's not that serious. You know, these kids out here trying to go to school, make a living for themselves, follow, and, and, and to follow their dreams. And and when you have people that just don't get it, you know, we have a lot of people that just don't get it. And I'm just like, hey, they're just trying to make a living for themselves. You know, they're not coming to your house trying to bomb your house. At the end of the day, let these kids be kids and do what they got to do and let these universities take care of the business and letting these kids get a good education. J.D., Hey, man, that was hard to follow right there, but you're absolutely correct. Uh, my final thoughts, man, listen, we, we, we're still moving forward. We're doing good things. Got a, lot, got a lot in store coming for 2022. And, yeah, man, just keep everybody just stay blessed and keep moving forward. Facts, man. Everybody stay blessed, man, like J.D. said, man. And, you know, never give up on yourself, man. You know, we all set, you know, New Year's resolutions. You know, we have two months in. You know, keep plugging away, man. Life is a like a curveball. It's hard to hit, but you got to, you know, keep swinging, man, and uh, keep shooting for it. Like I said, we got a lot of things coming up. Dope guests next week. We got your man, Vani, right? Yeah, Vani coming on next week at right. 3. Talk about Flores a little bit and, you know, talk about the uh, upcoming Super Bowl next week. So he has some real strong words about the Flores joint, you know, being an ex-NFL player and all of that. So okay. he's going to be on next week, 3 o'clock. Yeah, you know, Vani is an African-American, yes, right? Sir. So, you know, definitely shout out to Vonnie Holiday, former NFL, former UNC uh, NFL player. So, like, what is that supposed to be? So, nah, he could have been a white player trying to talk about, you know, the black situation. So, so maybe you should just stop. Maybe you should end this. Yeah, we're going to end right here. I mean, y'all go ahead. We out of here. Yeah, you should just go ahead and end Hot boy talking about